I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is in Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so one will deceive you in well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith of Christ is strong. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Do not let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. One of the um, challenges um, of, of this day in, in our world is staying connected. It's, we're the most connected culture ever. We have more ways to be connected, to stay connected, to connect with people. Um, yet there's this nagging, gnawing sense of, of a lack of connection. And I think the nagging, gnawing sense of a lack of connection has always been there, but it's, it's even worse. It feels even worse when you have the ability and the capacity to connect with anybody anywhere. Like Linda got uh, four FaceTime uh, phishing phone calls from, uh, from China last night, like in the middle of the night. So somebody in China is wanting to connect with Linda in the, in the middle of the night. We have the capacity to do that, um, yet... We don't feel as connected as we want to. That's true people to people, and that's true um, in, in a spiritual sense. What I have for you tonight, and what's coming this weekend, is um, on the theme of Rooted. Um, the name of the retreat this weekend is Rooted, and, and, and what I've got for you tonight, I promise you, it's not a 20-minute commercial for Rooted. It's something way more important than that. It's, it's teaching from the passage that is our theme passage for Rooted, but it's teaching that, that gets at a rooted relationship with Jesus. What, what is a rooted relationship with Jesus? And yeah, that is what we're up to with the weekend through worship and teaching and breakouts and time spent together and shared that our relationship with Jesus would be even more rooted than ever before. That's what we're up to for the weekend, but it's way more important than just one weekend. It's, uh, it's an everyday kind of thing. So from Colossians 2, let's spend some time unpacking what we read here to understand uh, what it means to be rooted in Jesus. There, uh, it's, a, it's just a simple three-part outline that root, being rooted starts with Jesus, and that being rooted in Jesus is a particular kind of relationship, 
And that being rooted also means you're fruited. That there's, there's fruit that comes with being rooted. Let's talk about the first part. That being rooted starts with Jesus. <clears throat> the center point of the passage here that, that Ruby read for us. The center point of the passage I mean, it's a passage that ends up talking about the fruit of being rooted in a relationship with Jesus. But the center point of the passage is not the fruit, it's not the roots, it's not even the relationship that we end up with Jesus. The center point of the passage is Jesus himself. We have to be careful not to let our, 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 um, our fruit get out ahead of our roots, and we can't let our roots get out ahead of the relationship. We can't get things out of order. It all starts with... Jesus, the one who nourishes us and anchors us. The focal point of this passage, the center point of this truth is Jesus. Now, in this, these 10 verses in Colossians 2, and in most of the first chapter of Colossians, and in some other places, um, there are some classic passages that, uh, that, ex- that explore the Christology uh, of the New Testament. Your college students, you know how to play the ology game. I mean, it means study of, and you're smart enough to know that if you put Christ in front of ology, yeah, it's the study of, 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 of Christ. It's the theological sub-discipline in Christian theology that explores the depth and the meaning of Jesus, the person and the work of Jesus Christ, who he was, what he did, and what that means for us. It's called Christology. So um, this passage is just loaded with some rich Christology. So uh, that's where we start. If uh, Jesus is the center point, this is a little mini-seminar in, uh, in Christology. Here's the Christology of this passage, first in verse 2. That Jesus himself is God's mysterious plan. Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says, I want them to have a complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Jesus, it says, is God's mystery. Now, when you hear mystery there, don't don't think like a scary story or don't think like a hide-and-seek kind of mystery. Don't think like a a hidden um, thing that's never to be found. When the Bible speaks of mystery, what it it means is that there's, there's something that is yet to be revealed something that is in the heart of God, something that is unfolding, but it's yet to be revealed. And there was for centuries this mystery of God. When would the Messiah come? When would the kingdom come? When would God make everything right? And Paul's announcing here by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that Jesus, the coming and the unfolding of Jesus, was this great mystery of God being being revealed Jesus himself is God's mysterious plan. The next statement, the next Christological statement there is in verse 3. It flows right out of that. In in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That Jesus, it says, is God's hidden treasure. This mystery that is unfolding is Jesus, the treasure, hidden treasure, not hidden so that it would be hard to find, not hidden playing keep away from us, but hidden to be revealed 
at the right time in the right place. And in Jesus, it was the right time in the right place. And we live in the age and the era of right time and right place when all of God's hidden treasure in Jesus has been revealed. Verse 3 goes on to say that this treasure of Jesus is expressed in terms of wisdom and knowledge. John 1, in that epic um, prologue to the Gospel of John, John 1 says that called Jesus the, the Word, the Logos. That's somewhat synonymous with wisdom and knowledge, but on a cosmic scale. I mean, Jesus is wisdom and knowledge, uh, the most that you've ever seen, and then on a cosmic scale, and that is the wisdom and knowledge that is the treasure that is in Jesus. What um, The bottom line there is that there is wisdom and knowledge in Jesus that we can't fathom, that, that is meant to blow our minds, that we can't possibly fathom. But when you have a relationship with Jesus, when you have a rooted relationship with Jesus, then you have a relationship with this cosmic wisdom and with this cosmic truest reality. And that flows into your life and then up out of your life. This treasure of wisdom and knowledge that is Jesus. The Christology of Jesus here goes on to, 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 to say that Jesus is Lord. And if you only needed one reason to, to understand the importance of a rooted relationship, this could be it. The, the, the word Lord means a, a, a master who has undisputed rights of ownership. And if Jesus is Lord, and that's what he's called in verse 6, if Jesus is Lord then that alone stands as reason that we would come to him in this unique kind of relationship. Verse 9 continues the Christology. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. You know, you can just read. It's one of those verses you can just kind of read over and move on to the next one. But, but sit with that for a minute. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Simply amazing. In verse 10, it goes even a step further by saying that you also are made complete in your union with Christ. So not only is Christ the fullness of God in a human body, but that you and I have the capacity to be filled up with His fullness when we're in union with Him, when we're connected with Him in this rooted relationship. Some, uh, some daring, bold claims about Jesus here. And they're, they're at the heart of this rooted relationship. Let me ask you, what did you just hear in that list of Christological statements about Jesus? And you've got them before you on the handout. What, what did you just hear? What do you see there that, uh, that maybe you don't understand? Or what do you see that you're just not yet ready to buy into? It's like I hear your words, Hugh, but I'm not really sure that I'm buying into the concept just yet. Um, no pressure. What do you hear? What do you see on the list? What did you hear that, that feels like it could be a game changer? That if that's true, then that changes everything for me. I'd ask you if there's a, a step of faith, a new step of faith that you might take on a night like this when you've learned something new about who Jesus could be for you. And would you take that step of faith? And go with him tonight. 
So it's all about Jesus. But then what does it mean to have a rooted relationship with Jesus? Can I give you just a tip for your own Bible study? Um, pay attention to the verbs. When you're reading a Bible passage, um, yeah, pay attention to the, you know, the important words that you come across and you know that's an important word. So yeah, pay attention to those too. But, the, but, but pay special attention to the verbs in a passage that you're reading. And the verbs in this passage unpack the truth to us. To verse 7. The, the, new, um, the New Living says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. And then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with, with thankfulness. Now that's, um, that's good for capturing the big picture of the verse. But there's some technical phrases that I, that I want to just slow down and, and back up through. The, the language actually begins with just a participle phrase. Having been rooted... Then, on with the rest. It doesn't actually say, let your roots grow down. That's the New Living Translation's um, helpful spin on it. But the verse actually begins with this, this uh, participle phrase in the perfect tense. It says, having been rooted, then. Um, now, I'm a, I was not an English major, but I, I'm interested in this kind of thing enough to look it up. And, uh, and I looked it up to remind myself today that, uh, that the perfect tense is about a past action that has ongoing results, a past action that has present effect. And guess what tense this verb is in? Having been rooted, it's in the perfect tense. It refers back to something that happened that has continuing resu results. Having been rooted, it reaches back and refers to a time, a point when you first were rooted in Christ, when you first got connected in Christ, when, as verse 6 says, you accepted or received Christ as Lord. That's the past action. But before we move on too fast from there, I think it's a fair question just to say, is that in fact for you a past action? Has there been a point in your life where you did open up and receive Jesus to be for you all that He could be? Has there been a point in your life where you did... Accept him to be all that he is as Lord of, of your life. If you haven't, a night like tonight's a great night to, to do that. Because this whole matter of being rooted, this ongoing rooted relationship, it's not just something that just kind of just spins up and starts happening. It's something that happens because of something that happened. It's something that happens here and now because you accepted and received and trusted Jesus to be for you all that he really is. So, the past action, accepting, receiving, having been rooted, then these are the continuing effects. An intimate connection, relentless following, well-built lives, and, and solid faith, and all this flows right out, of the, right out of the text. The continuing effects of a rooted relationship are an intimate connection with Jesus. If you're rooted into Jesus, then you're connected to Jesus. And that doesn't come disconnected easily at all. You're never alone. You're always connected. And it says in verse 6, and now just as you accepted Christ, Jesus as your Lord, continue to follow him. This rooted relationship calls for a, a continued following, a relentless following. That, that you walk it out today and then you walk it out again tomorrow. 
and you walk it out again the next day, a relentless following after Jesus. It says, and let your lives be built on Him. One of the continuing effects of a rooted relationship is is a well-built life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's in order and that all the the I's are dots and the T's are crossed and you're just one of those people who has it all together. That's not what it means. It means that the life you're building is worthy of the foundation you're building on. Um, Something kind of funny happens so far In talking about rooted, the imagery has been like a plant sinking down roots to grow. But it's a mixed metaphor because now all of a sudden in the middle here we're talking about a construction project. Rooted now means that you're building on the the solid foundation of Jesus. What are you building with your life? And what foundation are you building on? Being rooted in Christ gives you the foundation of Jesus To build your life on. I will build my life upon his love. It is a sure foundation. And then the last of the continuing effects. Solid faith. Let your roots grow down. Let your lives be built. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. Solid faith. Solid faith that's consistent with faithful teaching. So rooted, this rooted relationship is a partnership. Um, please don't make the mistake of, of uh, okay, so I received, I accepted Jesus, yes. I couldn't do that for myself, Jesus, you did that for me, thank you. Okay, now, but now I've got it. Okay, Jesus, scoot over, I'm driving now, I've got this. Um, please don't make that mistake. Yes, this rooted relationship is a partnership, and yes, you do have a role in it. But absolutely, it is all still the grace of God in Jesus Christ that powers your rooted relationship. And as you build your life, and as you grow solid faith, and as you relentlessly follow, it is not all about you. It is about you showing up, partnering with the grace of God. But it is more about Jesus than it ever is about you. Here's the secret to a rooted relationship. I show up and grace flows up. I show up and and I I let my roots grow down. And when I do, the grace flows up. And that's how you build your life upon the foundation of his love, upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. That's how you anchor and nourish yourself by the grace of God, that you show up and grace flows up, and then good things happen from there. Okay, the fruit of a rooted relationship. The fruit of a rooted relationship. It says right there at the end of verse 7, And you will overflow with thankfulness. Overflow is fruit of a rooted relationship. And an overflow of thankfulness is an attention getter. Um, And I don't mean just like the polite, 
you know, thank you, my pleasure, thank you, my pleasure. That's a good idea too. But I'm talking about this deep, genuine gratitude toward God for His grace that has saved you and that has changed you and has transformed you and has made a way for you and leads the way for you. I'm talking about that kind of a gratitude. An overflow of that is an attention getter. If you know somebody like that, they get your attention. If you're somebody like that, you, other, you get other people's attention. And when an overflow of thanks gets folks' attention, they want to know why. They want to know the reason for your hope. And then you've got an opportunity to tell them. You see, being rooted in Jesus is such a good deal that it quite naturally turns into a praise party, an overflow of thankfulness. So, be rooted. Show up. Let grace flow up. Let grace do its thing, partnering with you. And let that overflow in thankfulness. Second thing that it says is, verse 10, And you also are complete through your union with Christ, who had reminded you in verse 9, In Him lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. You see, getting rooted in Jesus completes you and fills you up with his fullness. This is nothing short of extraordinary. That Jesus embodied the fullness of God. And that through your union with Jesus, the fullness of God flows into you. Not that you become Jesus Jr., you're still you, but think of it like this. It's like the, we, we, we bear the image of God. Every human being bears the image of God very imperfectly in a deflated kind of way, in a distorted kind of way. But when you connect with Jesus and through your union, when his fullness flows into you, it's like air into a balloon. It inflates the very breath of God inflates the image of God in you and you become what God intend, intended you, you to be but you haven't been being because you're now connected with the one who could do that in you and for you. Getting rooted in Jesus completes you and fills you up with the breath of God, with the image of God and it's extraordinary Think about it this way. that When I'm rooted in Christ, I get what He is. Rooted in Christ, I get what He is. One last thought I want to share. Um, sometimes when I'm studying, I get kind of hung up on a word. Um, just a little fascinated by what I've discovered. And I spare you all a lot of that. But... Um, but, but this one, I, I, just, I just need to tell you all this because I think it matters. Um, back up in verse 2. And we're not going backwards. This is fruit of a rooted relationship. Back up in verse 2, Paul writes, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by the strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand, keyword there, God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Now, the word understand doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means. It does mean understand, as in like, I get it. But it means I get it on a whole different plane. The word understand here is 
um, sunesis. I'm not a Greek scholar. I just looked it up. It's sunesis, which is strangely similar to the word synthesis because they're the same word. Our word synthesis is the word that gets translated here, understand. Now, here's what I think is so important about this, is that Jesus is the place where faith gets synthesized. Jesus is the person and the place where it can all come together for you. Jesus is the place where your doubts and your questions and your hopes and your desires and what you believe and what you're not sure you believe, where it can all come together. And I'm not meaning that you can just like cafeteria style, pick what you want to believe and Jesus is okay with that. I'm just saying that, that Jesus is the one by nature of who he is, that he can take your doubts and your fears and your questions and your beliefs and he can, and he can put his arms around all that and say, I can work with that. Let's just stick together on this. And we'll work it out along the way. And that kind of rooted relationship has a way of synthesizing your life. Of bringing together the fragments and the broken pieces and the broken places. That the understanding that we get when we come to faith in Jesus is this amazing synthesis of what was scattered and broken and fragmented. But now it's brought together by Jesus in a whole. Synthesis means that the one who holds all things together, as it says in 117, can put it back together for you. Synthesis means that, that the one who created everything and put everything together in the first place can put things back together for you when they've come apart. Jesus is able to bring, the, bring together the fragments and the pieces of your life. And to synthesize you into the whole daughter or son that God created you to be. And I just love that. And I think that's so important for us to hold on to tonight. The fruit of a rooted relationship. It's the synthesis. It's being made complete in Christ who is the fullness of God. And it's this overflow of gratitude. So um, can we end with praying a prayer together and maybe I'll line it out to you and then you line it back, you pray it back. The prayer is 2-7. Um, it's, it's Colossians 2-7. So um, let's share this verse and make a prayer out of it and let's make it our prayer tonight if we may. Here's our prayer, God. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Oh God, may this be true for us. All because of Jesus, all because of everything that Jesus is and everything Jesus has done and everything Jesus can do.
May this be true for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.